York Jets first round selection, fullback, Roger Vick, Texas A&M. My 4 by 4 4 GC3 ain't no more fearless speed I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again I even told him please I find it crazy the police to shoot you And know that you did but still tell you to freeze Fucked up, I seen what I seen I guess that mean hold him down if he say he Alright, the boys are back together All four of us, Sandy, Pookie, Stone, Drew Back at it again for an episode of Splitting Uprights And hey, we're talking NFL Because this week the NFL is back I can't believe I'm saying that the NFL is back The Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans Get us kicked off on Thursday night football we're gonna break down we're gonna give our thoughts about the divisions and such but before we do that we of course got to catch up with the boys and see how they're doing we're gonna do best and worst I'm gonna start to get mine out of the way you guys know where I'm going with my best right you know where I'm going because my freaking Dallas Stars put away the Colorado Avalanche in game seven of the second round of the Western Conference playoffs and we won game one against the Vegas Knights somehow so we're up one nothing in that series my worst I don't really have a worst I have another best my high school, North Rock, kicks off their home campaign this Friday against Fayetteville. I don't have great memories of Fayetteville. Uh, we haven't lost to a 7A West school in five years, so hopefully we beat them down. The weather's great. It's time for football. North Rock football is back. Let's go. Going for a fifth straight state championship appearance. Pookie, I go to my fellow North Rock alum. How are you doing, Bubba? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, my best is I found this new protein trait company that I've been trying out. They're called Gainful. I'm, you've probably seen their ads at some point or another. They, they, they're awesome. I, I didn't think that I would like them at first, but they have all kinds of different flavors, so it's something that I've enjoyed adding to my regiment. Uh, my worst is, I, as you'll hear us talk about later in the episode, uh, Drew, Odell Beckham had a young lady who used to date Chief Keefe and she asked her. He asked her not to shower and to shit on him. You heard me right. He asked her to shit on him. I don't know what kind of fetish that is. I think it's called copophilia, but I I don't I would not like to partake. And that was my worst of the day. <laughs> Stone, lighten the mood here, man. <laughs> lighten the mood. <laughs> well, I'm gonna start off with my best. My best today. Buck and I went and fished, and he caught he caught a six-pounder, and that was like – I got to net it for him, so I felt like I kind of caught it too. So that was cool. But I also caught – I caught like a four, four-and-a-quarter pounder. So that was pretty good. Pretty good day on the water with Buck. My worst, the Islanders hype train has been derailed. Tampa Bay – Flat out demolished the Islanders game one, eight to two. Uh, just like the uh, Munich post, Tampa Bay ate too much and they beat the brakes off the Islanders. So I was pretty upset about that. Now, Stone, when you hold the net, do you get an assist? Like, can you claim that you caught it? Yeah, it's just okay. like in, uh, it's just like any, any other sport. Okay. It's like the, I, I get the assist. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Drew? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a worse, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. We were just hanging out, had some friends in for town, you know, just hung out at some friends' houses, had a nice time, hung out at my dad's house, had a nice time. Um, but I will say it was really cool on uh, Saturday to watch Texas State SMU play. The starting quarterback for Texas State, Brady McBride, he was my quarterback in high school. And then the running back for SMU, TJ McDaniel, 
um, was a cornerback actually his freshman year when he played with me. So it was really cool to see guys that you played high school ball with playing on Saturdays. And, um, and then, I mean, another best NFL starts this week, as well as, you know, majority of the call the big time college team. So um, football's back, baby. So nothing better than me happening right now. That's, that's the damn truth. Football is back. And the reason why we're doing these division breakdowns for a couple of reasons, for one, we did these things back in what, like June or something. So, so much has changed since then. And most importantly, we added Stone Paul Jr. The third. So we're definitely going to get his take. It's, it's great to add a Cowboys uh, opinion to this, uh, this chat, I guess. I don't know. So we're going to redo things a little bit. We're going to, uh, we've assigned divisions to each person. We're going to go with the FC first. And at the end, Drew has requested that we give our Super Bowl picks. Now, this could go terribly, terribly wrong. It really could. And we're going to have a lot of uh, ammo for freezing cold takes, uh, one of Stone and I's favorite Twitter accounts. So uh, lots of things could go wrong here, but it's going to be a lot of fun. The NFL is coming this Thursday. Um, hey, but we're not going to touch the Texans or the Chiefs yet. we got to go to the land of the free and the land of six freaking rings the afc east pookie the floor is yours you got the afc east tell us about it man okay so for i have a shocker for my afc east uh winner i have the bills winning it on paper very important to note on paper uh with them being my pick this year i think that josh allen is on the rise he's going to have a breakout season he has um, Stephon Diggs, they added him to their offense. They're more legitimate as a passing attack versus, you know, they were kind of one-dimensional last year with uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, on defense, the Bills extended Tra- Tredavious White. They retained Tremaine Edmonds, and they added A.J. Espinessa. And Sean McDermott is an elite defensive mind, so look out for this team to suffocate opponents more than Casey Anthony did to her daughter. <laughs> he thought he could slip that one in there without us noticing. <laughs> uh, the Patriots uh, don't count the Patriots out this year. Don't count them totally out. Uh, there's too much to to expect from Cam Newton and what he can bring to a team as a dynamic offensive weapon. And he could probably, I we'll we'll see if he can elevate an offense that's devoid of skill, position, talent. Uh, outside of Julian Edelman and James White. And they com- combined with – they had a slew of defensive players leave, so that kind of hurts them a lot. Uh, and then they also lost Tom Brady, so this could maybe be a down year for the Patriots, which a down year equates to probably 10 and 6 at the worst. <laughs> um, the Dolphins, uh, the rebuild in Miami continues. Uh, they drafted to Tago Vailoa. And they had some. Uh, they had nine other draft picks, so a total of ten this year. So they have a youth movement going on. Uh, they added Kyle Van Noy, Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, and Emmanuel Ogba. Not a lot of big names, but they they can make a difference as role players for this team, and that's what they need right now. Uh, we could see some stunning Im- improvement from uh, Devonte Parker, who is a top fifteen receiver, and Brian Flores looks like he could turn this team around, given another year. Or so. Uh, the Jets, uh, they have one of the weak, weakest rosters in the NFL, but somehow managed to surge last year at the end of the season. This team goes as far as Sam Darnold takes them, which won't be far. Uh, <laughs> losing Jamal 
and the bust of Le'Veon Bell also hurts. Look for Adam Gase to be looking for another job within next season. Uh, I, I want to get in here real quick, guys. I'm not saying this to defend my Patriots. And this is more or less just a general observation. Uh, I, I think I know how Stone feels about this because we talked about it during our fantasy draft. Pookie, would you say it's fair that you know the Bills are making that rise? We know how good that defense is. And you add Stephon Diggs to that offense, you know, Devin Singletary's come off a good year. I, I really like uh, Zach Moss, who they got in the draft. I think he was a very unheralded star coming out of Utah as a running back. And, you know, if Devin Singletary wasn't coming up on a new contract extension, I'd say that Zach Moss would be the guy. I'd love to see him in Buffalo. But I, I'm not sure about Josh Allen's arm, his, his accuracy. Is, is that a fair concern, do you think? Well, I think that Josh Allen, he has a very strong arm. But you could say that he has some accuracy issues because I guess his arm is so strong that it causes him to over-underestimate it sometimes and he'll throw overthrow it. Or they'll, And plus the Bills don't take a lot, a lot of shots deep. They're not a deep passing offense. They rely on the run, uh, some option plays, short passing game because they want their defense to win the game. So Josh Allen, I, I think it's a fair assessment to say that his – Accuracy could be a concern, but also he has probably improved a lot since the last season. Well, I would say if you go look, if you go back and look at Cole Beasley, I wouldn't say that Allen's arm is that much of an issue. Cole Beasley had a really good year, and as a Cowboys fan, I know about Cole Beasley enough to know that. I mean, he's a route runner, he's a short yardage guy. He's not a down-the-field threat, kind of like Pookie said. Their offense isn't tailor-made for that. So uh, I don't have concerns with Diggs's production. I, I understand that Allen does have those issues, but it seems like the coordinators there and the head coach there kind of know how to use Allen enough that I think Diggs's production will be fine. All right, Pookie, you've said the Bills will win the division. Do the Patriots make the playoffs? I'm going to say yes. And that's again, that really pertains to how well the Denver Broncos play this season, which are going to address later. Just because I think that those teams will be vying for a wild card spot. You have teams like the Steelers, the Broncos, the Raiders, maybe vying for wild card spots. And it's going to be up to the Patriots and how far Cam Newton can really elevate the team to see if they can earn one of those wild card spots. This is why we have Pookie on the show. This is why we have Jacob Wilson on the show, because I asked this man, do the Patriots make the playoffs? We're over here talking about the AFC East, and this man goes all the way to the AFC West to connect the dots and say they only make it depending on how the Denver Broncos do. This man's the Tim Kirkchen of the NFL. So I'm just – I'm excited to have Pookie back. What can I say? We're going to move to the AFC South. That's my division. What we've done is, by the way, is we've strategically done this to where none of us gets to talk about our favorite team. I really wanted the AFC North because I wanted to talk about Pookie Steelers, but I got the AFC South. That's Drew's team. That's, that's the Indianapolis Colts. Who I, I've got a few good things to say about the Indianapolis Colts. Stop trimming that dumbass mustache of yours, Drew. That's going to get you five to six years in, in the federal penitentiary. I don't know. Um, but the AFC South, obviously, I think the biggest headline coming out of the AFC South now it just happened recently with Deshaun Watson's uh, extension. Uh, massive contract. I believe it's $40 million guaranteed per year. Um, you know, you couldn't miss on this deal. Some people said that you weren't going to be able to pay Hopkins and Watson at the same time. 
Others said, no, that's a freaking lie. They could have paid Hopkins. It's just that it was never going to work out and such. Either way, they got their quarterback. I think, I think Deshaun Watson, if you look at his numbers, he's been hampered. The, the team's not great around him. But when it, he's the best quarterback in that division. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Drew. He is. He's the best quarterback in that division. All right. And so you, you want to give them a few extra points for that? I'm not exactly sure how to look at this division. I'll be honest. I think the Indianapolis Colts will win this division. Uh, they're the most solid team. I love the defense. I love what Frank Reich's done with the offense. Phillip Rivers, he literally pushes the ball downfield. That's what he does. His arm, that weird-ass motion. I don't, I, I don't know. He's going to set the world on fire with 5,000 passing yards. I, I do think they win the division, more or less just because I love Quentin freaking Nelson. And we got to talk about Rodrigo Blankenship winning the job for the Indianapolis Colts at the place kicker position, man. So he's got the swag with the uh, goggles and such. I like the Colts. Now the Titans are interesting. You know, you, you sign Derrick Henry, you sign Ryan Tannehill and such. Now Jack Conklin's gone. We don't know how big of an issue that's going to be yet. Obviously that's a big loss. He's a great tackle. Now with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they also just signed Jadavion Clowney, by the way. That's right. That's right. That man was about to be a saint and the NFL said no, like the NBA said no to the Chris Paul trade. Um, yeah, I, I like the Texans in this division. I, I like the Colts more. I think the Colts get in. I just don't know about the Titans, man. I, I just do not know. If <laughs> We were talking about te- New England and Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, you just – you're looking at division that – yeah, I mean, Pookie, you make a good point. It's, just, it's not the same team. Things in the NFL don't tend to happen two times in a row. So, I mean, the Patriots won a Super Bowl, you know – consecutively once yes stone i know the cowboys did it in the 90s but you don't see this happen a lot so i just don't know if lightning can strike twice for the titans but they definitely got a chance the fc south honestly is one of the more interesting divisions in football there are more interesting divisions than not um i'm not even going to spend time talking about the jaguars because i think they are on the straight track for the number one pick unfortunately for trevor lawrence he should opt out uh pull an eli manning and go to a different team it's neither here nor there. I like the Colts to win the division. Uh, oh, man. I, yeah, the Texans are the best shot to make the playoffs next out of that division. So, we'll see. Hey, but Stone, I'm going to give you the floor real quick because you love a certain running back with the Colts. Oh, yeah. John Taylor. I Okay. So you watch him in college, and he, yeah, he runs behind Wisconsin's offensive line, and they're great, and they're, you know, traditionally great. So everyone kind of gives it, but 2,000 yards every year. I mean, come on, the dude, he's a freak. And, you know, people talk about um, his usage. I think Drew's brought that up, like they don't want to, you know, use him too much. And then it makes me think about D-Mac when he was at Arkansas and maybe he got used up before he got in the NFL. But he also had a bad offensive line in Oakland when he got there. But my thing with Jonathan Taylor is, and I compared him to Zeke and uh, Josh Jacobs. Well, Zeke, I would say, had a better offensive line when he got there as a rookie in Dallas. Josh Jacobs' offensive line wasn't great but also wasn't bad. So, and he's a good enough player. So they made, you know, he made good plays. He, Jonathan Taylor has a great offensive line in front of him right now. Very cohesive. They got AC, they got, um, they got our guy Quentin, 
They got Ryan Kelly. They got uh, Smith from uh, Auburn. I mean, they're freaking – they're stacked. And I, I just think that there's, like, no way that Jonathan Taylor is not going to have a breakout year and a crazy year. And I'm going to stand behind he's going to have a Zeke year, like Zeke's rookie year. He's going to have a better year than what Josh Jacobs had. So, Drew, I think Stone is higher on Jonathan Taylor than you are, my friend. But we're talking about your Colts, so i got to give you the floor to respond to what we've said so far. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm not high on Jonathan Taylor. I just don't think this is his year to take over. Um, also, the Colts did extend Ryan Kelly for another four years. Great. Um, but I, I disagree with you, Sandy. I think the Titans and the Colts have the best, um, I guess, opportunity to make the playoffs as a wild card and winning the division. I think the Texans um, are – I don't know where they are. But I think whoever wins the division goes 10-6, and six, in my opinion. Pookie – which has a higher chance of happening? The Colts win the division or the Jaguars get the number one overall pick? Jags getting the number one overall pick. And I'll say this, is that I like the Colts. I think that they're building, and I love Frank Reich as a head coach. I just think that right now the Titans and the Texans are the teams to beat in the division, given that Houston won the division last year. And they – People want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, but let's not forget how good Brandon Cooks is. And, uh, all right, let's not forget about Brandon Cooks. That's my boy right there. I love Brandon Cooks. He, every, he see, every team he goes on to, they seem to instantly turn into a contender. It's like it, – it, it's no mistake. I don't think it's by accident. And that's why I think that the Texans have a good chance to win it. Not going to rule the Colts out, but the Jags are getting the number one pick unless Gardner Minshew – works out some fucking magic rabbit out of his butthole or something. Stone, before we move to the AFC North, I got to ask you as a guy with a beard, who has the better beard, Frank Reich or Mike Rabel? Reich. I like Reich's better. Well, you speak of the AFC North. Um, In the AFC North is Pookie's squad, the Steelers. Um, I will speak about them in a second. I want to get Cincy out of the way. Um, I think it's week three – Jacksonville and Cincinnati play and I think this is the for the number one overall pick I've got Cincy going like one in 15 um, with the one win being over Jacksonville so easy dub there hey with that breaking news hold up we can't move back to the FC North real quick um stoned if you're the Bengals and you somehow get the number one pick you're trading that pick right oh um I, I don't think I'll ever pick number one I would ever pick number one there's just too much talent pool that you can pick from, you know, and I'm always a capital guy. I'd rather have more draft capital than just being able to pick one guy and pay that one guy a lot, you know. It's like unless you like Panay Sewell out of Oregon, you know, he's, he's supposed to be, supposedly this great offensive tackle prospect out of Oregon. Uh, but you hear her here first. Stone's a capitalist. Let's move on. AFC North, <laughs> Drew, what's going on there? Cleveland, eight, you know, I have them going 8-8. Eight and eight. They're, the, they're the most talented team um, with the – just it's just the Cleveland Clerks. They've added a bunch of people in free agency. You know, Jack Coughlin, like we said, Austin Hooper, a bunch of guys that they needed. They brought in a new head coach. Uh, I believe it was the Vikings' old uh, offensive coordinator. So they're going to want to run the ball um, easy. You know, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, if you have a fantasy team, draft them because they're going to be wanting to feed them. And a guy like Odell and Jarvis Landry on the outside are great receivers. But um, Baker, in my opinion, is, is a – 
average to below average uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't see him, you know, returning to his rookie form. Uh, but then we move on to really the battle in the for first place, in my opinion, I've got Pittsburgh and Baltimore, obviously. I still give it to Baltimore. I have them going 13-3 and three on the season. I have Pittsburgh going 10-6, and six, but making the playoffs. Uh, and I think that's solely because, in my opinion, Pittsburgh, uh, they're bringing back Roethlisberger. They went 8-8 eight and eight with Mason Rudolph, um, the helmet head, and then also um, Ducky Rogers or Hodges, sorry, Hodges, excuse me. Um, and so, but I think Bing Ben, just like the, just like Rivers concerned, they're both super old. They came in the draft class of the same year. Um, I don't see them really making that next hurdle, but it does scare me that Baltimore lo- loses Earl Thomas this late into the, um, b- before the season starting. Uh, I think he was just a great addition to the team and a field to field safety. So it does scare me. And I, I do think, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they really could – I have them splitting, but I, in my opinion, it's really an either-way division, but I have Baltimore taking it. Yeah, I, I want to get my two cents in on this one real quick. I think the Steelers have the best defense in the NFL returning this year. And if everything goes right for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I actually believe they win this division. I think they beat out Baltimore. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't have a lot to go off of for this. I, I think Lamar takes a sophomore slump for that. Um and I just like the Steelers for whatever reason. I like what they're doing. The defense is strong. If, you know, T.J. Watt come off a great year, go for defensive player of the year. Stone Paul, get in here, man. There's something about – so with the deep – that's my thing with their defense. Their defense is special, and it's going to be special this year. And they're, with me, the acquisition of Minka is, has been extremely important to that. Nick Saban said Minka Fitzpatrick is is his favorite player he's ever coached. He just he understands all the positions. You know, he played corner, he played safety. Well, if you're getting that kind of endorsement from Nick Saban, who's traditionally a defensive backs coach and a defensive coach, then that's I mean that's really important. So it makes sense that you know they they sell out and they go get that get their guy and their defense has been incredible since they got him. And then. Another guy that I'm just – I'm in love with is I love Devin Bush. That dude is a hoss. He's, he's a heat-seeking missile. He is a killer, and it's fun to watch him. I'm not, a, I'm not even close to being a Steelers fan, but their defense is fantastic to watch. And then, obviously, you got Mr. Watt holding it down on the defensive line. So they got the three tiers of, of players that you need. Pookie, we're talking about your Steelers. I want to ask you this question real quick. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is healthy. He'll be starting this year. Is there a chance Ben Roethlisberger can play his way into a contract extension? He's really late into his career. and But, yes, I do think he can play into an extension. Simply because of the fact that the people are forgetting the embarrassment of riches that the Steelers have at wide receiver and at tight end. Okay, they they've added a, they have a lot of young pieces that are going to fight together this season. Juju Smith Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, new Chase Claypool. I've been getting higher and higher on since the draft because well, when we picked him. I got to fucking live with it. Uh, and then they go out and add Eric Ebron and already have Vance McDonald to tight end. You're like, how are you going to cover all of those guys? Because James Washington was a stud at Oklahoma State. Deontay Johnson, Pro Bowl punt returner, and he showed a lot of flashes late in the season. 
We've already seen what Juju Smith-Schuster can do with Roethlisberger for a full year. And Claypool, who knows, man, he could turn into a star. And not to mention on the defensive line, they added or they got backs to fawn to it. So their defense might actually even get better this season than it was last year with Stephon Tewitt back in the line. And your boy Hayward just signed an extension. A big extension, four years, $71 million, I think was what it was, somewhere in that ballpark. Big extension. So you talk about receivers, you know, with myself being an offensive guy. Uh, Juju is not a number one receiver, um, in my opinion. The, when he did it, he was with Antonio Brown, who took all the attention. Um, Vance McDonald is not a number one tight end. Eric Ebron, the same. Uh, Eric Ebron actually was the number two tight end on the Colts whenever he blew up. He just took over Jack Doyle, and then the next year um, was not the same. I, I'm just saying the weapons are there, but they're they're like second-tier, third-tier weapons. And now I will say this, the the Steelers were able to do – if they're able to ride the defense like they were in the early 2000s, they really do have a chance to make a deep run um, when they had, you know, I don't even know, Troy Palomalo and all those guys. Like, I think it, they're going to have to follow a similar suit to go that way um, because I just offensively, uh, older Big Ben, uh, I, coming off of an elbow surgery, like, it's, it's just going to be tough for him to be able to do all the things he was able to do when it, came, when it comes to throwing the ball. Hey. I agree. If we're talking old-ass quarterbacks, let's not forget who's quarterbacking Drew's team. Pookie, I got good news for you. December 27th, two days after Christmas, you're getting a late Christmas present. The Indianapolis Colts journey to Heinz Field to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. So y'all can settle that on the field. And let's just say I think I like the Steelers' chances going into I, that game. I, I Did you not? I, I said who, whoever wins the division in the AFC South goes 10-6. and six. I have the Steelers going 10-6 and six with the upside of being better. I'm not saying the Steelers are I, – I, we're in the same boat with our quarterbacks. They're both old as shit. He's probably better off than Phillip, even though Phillip played last yeah, year. Phillip has a funky throwing motion. I, I, all I'm saying is that it's just going to be tough for um, – for the Steelers offensively, the the or yeah, for offensively for them to be as successful as they have been in the past. You just took some massive swings though at their skill set. So, you know, I think they're gonna have something hey, to prove you wrong. James Conner will be hurt every other game. It is hey, what it watch is. your mouth. They should watch your mouth. They should have <laughs> signed Fournette just for some security. Oh. Hey, but Stone, I you know, the Steelers may not have a great skill set. They may, they may or not. Who knows? I know who has a great skill set. The Kansas City freaking Chiefs. Let's get to the AFC West. That's your division, Stone. Break it down for us. This division, I, there's so much about this division that I love. Denver, obviously, they go on the run at the end of the, la- end of the year last year. Drew Locke, who knows what we're going to get out of that guy. Uh, are we going to get the, the mocking Texas with the backpack celebration when he was at Mizzou? Are we going to get that Drew Locke who's just out there having fun slinging it, winning games? Um, I mean, he's he's loaded with weapons. I know a couple of these guys are rookies, but, I mean, he's got Judy, Hamler, Gordon, Lindsey, Sutton, Albert O, and Noah Fant. Uh, it's like that – like he can't complain about having a guy to throw to, hand the ball off. He's got it all right now, and that's great. I would say the only thing that they're lacking is an offensive line, which they've already had – one of their offensive linemen opt out because due to COVID. And, I mean, and they've had problems at the left tackle. Their right tackle opted out. So, it's like 
where are they going to be able to block people for him to get the, get the ball to those guys? Who knows? But really, with Fangio as their head coach and the added defense that they had during the offseason, they added A.J. Boye, who's a, you know, a couple years off of having a great year and being one of you know, the more highly touted cornerbacks in the league. And then you add Jarrell Casey, who I'm a huge fan of Jarrell Casey. He's a pass rushing interior D lineman. He's really a do it all guy, but I think he's been undervalued in his career because he has been in Tennessee and that division's kind of like up in air every year. So I think he's been an undervalued guy and I really, I really like that acquisition. And those two guys go along with you have Miller, you have Chubb, you have Jackson in the back end, you have Simmons in the back end, who's going to be an all pro safety. I mean, they they have it. They have all the pieces. It just, I think, offensive line and Drew Locke is kind of what the who knows what's going to happen with that. And then obviously you got health to go along with all of it. But I like to start by talking with them because I think they're the ones that, like Pookie mentioned earlier, I think people are looking at them more than Kansas City in that division because everybody knows what they're going to get from Kansas City. They're going to get double digit wins most likely. They're going to get Patrick Mahomes balling out. Travis Kelsey, he's been hurt. He had, he was back in practice today. I think it was just kind of a precautionary thing. Their defense, I think I'm pretty sure this the Chiefs are returning 18 of 22 starters, which is I mean, after a Super Bowl run is almost unheard of. You know, cuz guys are want to want to get paid. That's the time to get paid. So we know what we're going to get from Kansas City. We're going to get some some baller games, but I will say Clyde Edwards Elaire He's going to go off for me in fantasy. He's going to be a stud. Kareem Hunt, his first year in that offense, went crazy. And I expect the same thing from Clyde Edwards, which Andy Reid has already talked about him being the next Brian Westbrook, and he thinks he's even better than Brian Westbrook. And I, although I'm a Cowboys fan, enjoyed watching Brian Westbrook play some football. Um, So, so Raiders, you know what? I – I think they'll they they might get in the playoffs, and it's based off of the Las Vegas hype. It's not even really their team. I think they're going to play better than what they are on paper, and they're going to find a. I could totally see them finding a way to make the playoffs. They have, I mean, offensively, like who is Derek Carr? Like which Derek Carr are we going to get? We're we going to get that first, you know, first year Derek Carr who's a stud, or are we going to get one of these lackluster years where it's like kind of up in air or whatever. Josh Jacobs, obviously he's going to get pounded. Um, he's apparently they're trying to get him more involved in the, in the passing game, which that makes him even more lethal. Henry Ruggs, what are we going to get out of that guy? Are we going to get Tyreek Hill or are we going to get John Ross in Cincinnati? Which one, which, which rugs is it going to be? Are we going to get in between where he plays well, like Tyreek Hill for a couple of years and then he disappears and doesn't play because of injuries because of Ross. Who knows? And their defense, it's just like there's not a lot of big-name guys. They have Mad Max, Crosby. I mean, he's – which he – I mean, they, they draft uh, Farrell in the first round, you know, fourth pick overall, and then all of a sudden he's been overshadowed by their, you know, fourth-round pick in Crosby who had a light, lights-out year as a rookie. So. What I, who knows? They added Littleton, 
from uh, the Rams at linebacker. They have Muhammad Hurst, which I'm a really big fan of him, and I really wanted the Cowboys to take him. But when I, I just don't know. I will say their favorite player, my favorite player on their team is Tanner Muse, who I have as the special teams player of the year in the NFL. Tanner Muse, they, he, so he's making the transition in that Clemson defense. He was kind of like a hybrid outside backer, like uh, like the like the homie John, uh, Sin, Simmons in uh, Arizona. So they they've got him in a in an outside backer role more the more than a safety. I think he's going to play special teams. He's going to just flat out kill people. But my most interesting team in this conference is the Chargers. We got a new quarterback. And Tyrod Taylor, he's gonna he's he's already the touted starter over uh, Herbert, Sherbert Herbert. Um, the defense. I mean, you add you add Harris from from Denver. Now they won't they will not have Derwin James, and that's a big hit to their team. And they'll be without Melvin Ingram as well. He has also opted out due to COVID, but they have Bosa. They have all they have all the interior linemen. They just shift those guys out. We got an Arkansas guy there. Um, they, the back end, I mean, they're crazy. They have King. They, I mean, the the best stat that I have from this team, and it's frustrating. And Big Cat talks about it all the time. They lost nine games last year. Nine games they lost. They won one. They were in like ten games by that were decided by one possession. They lost nine of them. The games were decided. They lost nine games decided by one possession. So, honestly, new quarterback play. I wouldn't be surprised if these guys find their way into the playoffs. Stone also love Kenneth Murray. They drafted in the draft. Oh yeah, and linebacker and, uh, Oklahoma and North Little Rock guy. That's right. K.J. Hill, seventh-round right. pick, makes the roster. That's right. K.J. Hill, Hunter Henry, representing the 501 with the Los Angeles Chargers. Starting yeah. on with you, man, there's so much like out of this division. It's one of the divisions I pegged that could possibly get three teams in because I do like the Raiders. A lot of things have to go right for the Raiders and the Broncos to get into the playoffs, but you never know. That's a lot of speed, too, man, with K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy in Denver. You get rugs going to – the Raiders. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Drew, you know, Stone's kind of new to the show. Um, you know, he's American. He's Arkansas. I can understand what he says, but he pronounces one word wrong. He pronounces Raiders wrong. Drew, can you help Stone out? How do you pronounce their name? The Raiders. I'm not like Sandy. Sandy Drew, says Drew. the Raiders. Drew, yeah, Ra- Mark Davis down. Got the, the Davis family down. It's the Raiders. It's You're the okay, Raiders. Stone. It's the now, Raiders for- because – Al Davis loves that vertical offense. The Raiders, they go deep. You get rugs, they're going deep, baby. And that well, new apparently, stadium, too. Apparently, apparently, Sandy believes that Derek Carr is going to be a top five MVP candidate, but that's for another discussion. I didn't say top five. I think he's a sneaky undercard. I have good memories from school from when Derek Carr was an MVP candidate. That was a good year for me. So, <laughs> I, I just hope that Derek Carr brings it back. I really love Mike Mayock in Oakland or in Las Vegas. Excuse me. I, I, the Raiders is the Raiders. Either way, it's the Raiders. I think that he's he's one of my favorite GMs in the NFL, and they have kind of like the TV movie star thing going on with Gruden and Mayock, who are both 
uh, TV personalities and then jump back into football. So it's like I I trust in what Mayock can do with that roster, and I love Gruden as a coach. So I think that they're they're a dark horse team to make the playoffs this year. I just I love what they're doing. Can you imagine if it had gone right with AB? You have uh, you have Rugs and you have AB. Man, that's some freaking speed. And you and hey, I'm, this is a prediction. I'm not afraid to back down from Drew. I love Waller. I love Waller. That's a potential All Pro candidate tight end. But uh, hey, we'll leave it there for the AFC. We're going to get back to our Super Bowl picks, and I'm sure that uh, we might be revisiting the AFC West when we talk Super Bowl. Before we get talking about our Super Bowl predictions in the NFC conference. We're going to take a quick break and hear a ad from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. We're going to move on to the NFC. I'm going to start kind of starting with the least interesting division, and it's a shame. This is the NFC North we're talking, and I'm going to take this one. The Chicago Bears are one of the great franchises in the NFL, but I would venture to say they are the least interesting team in the NFL this year. With the Jaguars, they're going to suck, but they could be in for the number one pick. The Panthers are sort of interesting. You got Joe Brady, Matt Rule, you got McCaffrey and such. I love the Carolina blue uniform, so they're kind of interesting for me. The Chicago Bears, what the hell is there to talk about besides Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky? I mean, is is Nagy on the hot seat? I don't know what's going on there. Chicago, you got Khalil Mack, you got an all pro Hall of Fame type at defensive end. Um, but th- the division's just not interesting. I, Matt Stafford is kind of interesting to me. I kind of want to see what goes on there. I like DeAndre Swift. It's a shame he got injured. But we got to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. You know, you pick up Yannick Ngakwe, who if this was four years ago, this is a big-ass deal. He was playing great football, was in the NFL top 100. I think it helps out their defense. I already had them slotted to finish first in that division, mainly because of what Green Bay didn't do in the draft. Aaron Rodgers has to be sitting back watching that draft, sitting like a Jets fan. Pookie, what do, what do Jets fans sound like at the NFL draft? Remind me. Oh, no! Exactly. And that's exactly the sound that Aaron Rodgers made when they drafted Jordan Love. I don't know what's going on there. Um, I got the Vikings to win the division. Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback. He is the best quarterback I've ever seen play. So, somehow, somehow – I have to err on the side of caution and say the Green Bay Packers get into the playoffs, but I, that it's like 51% for me. I have no idea what that division is going to look like in terms of who gets into the playoffs and who doesn't. The Lions do interest me with what Matt Stafford can do. Patricia's on the hot seat. We'll see what happens there. The Bears, man, again, dumpster fire. They may finish last in the division. I'm not sure. The Vikings, for me, win the division. I'm not sure what the Packers. Stone Paul, I know you want to get on this one. What you got? Big news today out of camp. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is the starter. But Jordan Love, who they take in the first round, is the third-string quarterback behind a guy named Nick Boyle, which I don't know if anybody knows who that guy is. I hate to say it, but I don't think anybody – he's got as much popularity around the world as I do. Let's just say that. And he's in the NFL. So that I'm sure that frustrates the hell out of Aaron Rodgers, who they could have Mims, you know, they could have some kind of receiver that would definitely get targets or, you know, maybe a running back, a different running back. I don't know. Just another weapon maybe. And they have, they, they picked a third string quarterback in the first round of project. I mean, Justin Jefferson goes to the Vikings. 
he's right there for you to draft. And it's like, that's what Rodgers wants. He just wants somebody that's reliable. And if you've heard anything about uh, Alan Lazard and what, what happened with him last year, and he just became some guy that Rodgers was like, okay, this guy's reliable. He catches the ball, blah, 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 you know. And that's like what Justin Jefferson is known for. He's known for route running and his catching ability. And it's like, hey, Green Bay, how about we get this guy a weapon, which as a Cowboys fan, cool, pick Jordan Love. But as just a players fan and just like a guy that wants to, you know, just see good football, how about you uh, help, help your superstar quarterback out? You nincompoops. Yep. So we're in the NFC North. Let's move to the NFC South. Uh, Stone, you've got this one. But before we do that, Drew, we're moving to the NFC South. What team have I been very high on this offseason that's out in the NFC South? Carolina? Not Carolina, damn it. The Atlanta Falcons. I like the Atlanta Falcons going into this year. I think more people are getting behind that bandwagon. Stone Paul, help me out here. I think y'all have given me another conference or another division that – could potentially get three teams in the playoffs. I know it's a long shot. I would say it's a, it's a long shot for Atlanta. There's a lot of questions with their defense, but I mean they add Marlon Davidson, who in the in the draft process interview process they ask him what's his favorite thing about football, and he goes off on this tangent about I can put my hands on another man and I can beat another man up and I can assert my will and my dominance on another man. And I can hit this dude and all this, you know, he goes on this tangent and he's like, and I don't have to, and I'll never be putting handcuffs and I'll never go to jail about it and stuff like that. So, I mean, maybe that guy turns into a beast. He was, I mean, he, he was really, he was a great interior. He's more like a three technique than he is an end. I like him though. He, I think he's going to bring the energy that they need on that defensive line. They also add Dante Fowler. Uh, defensively, they may get the pass rush that they need, that they've been missing out. Uh, Vic Beasley, is he had double-digit sacks like three years ago. After that, it's, you know, it's kind of up in there. Maybe they get the pass rush that they need finally. Uh, their big questions on offense, I mean, Gurley, what's, what's that guy going to do? Is, is Calvin Ridley going to be, you know, is he going to have a good year like he did last year? Is he just going to be like a touchdown guy? Or is he going to be the whole package, getting the yards, the catches, everything? Uh, Keanu Neal, he's still a question mark after he had another injury last year. He's a great player when he's on the field, but it's just like, I mean, the health is obviously a concern. Um, and then it's, you know, Julio is – is Julio going to stay on the field? And I know that Julio actually does play a lot of games and he kind of gets a bad rep for his, uh, his health, but you know, sometimes it is a concern for a lot of people. So we'll see how that goes. Offensive line they're, I mean, they're iffy there. And then, I mean, Matt Ryan, he's an MVP guy. So it's like, like they have, it seems like they, they have everything to make the playoffs, but I mean, with Tampa Bay getting Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, with the weapons that he – he's never had these weapons before. I mean, he's got his shifty inside guy that's going to get you catches in the middle of the field and Godwin. He's got Evans, who is his Randy Moss type. I mean, he's got a running back full of people. I was really high on Jones. 
And now I just I don't even know where he's going to play. I don't know how he's going to fit in with the acquisition of Leonard Fournette. I mean, the weapons are there. They have a they have a really good offensive line. Their defense now, I know there's a guy on their defense that Pookie loves. There might be two guys on their defense that Pookie loves. Who's that Pookie? Levante David. That oh, guy yeah. is a and Levante David tackling machine sideline to sideline. He's the ideal linebacker and no matter what scheme you're playing in, in today's NFL. And they have a perennial all pro. If you if you don't tout David as an all pro, Devin White is I mean, he's a freak. They have people are people are actually p- picking him as the defensive player of the year. And it's probably because he's not going to have – he's not just going to be on the field getting empty snaps because all the turnovers that uh, Winston has. They're going to be a far more efficient team because of the lack of turnovers. So, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they got pieces everywhere. They got JPP. They got Sue. The back end, they add uh, the guy from uh, Michigan or, – or not Michigan, Minnesota, the safety this year in the draft. Um, it's like – the pieces are all coming together. They were a top run defense. The pass defense was the problem, but I, I probably I would attribute that a lot to being on the field too much because of the turnovers on offense. And then, I mean, Sandy, you kind of mentioned it. Matt Rule in Carolina. What's he going to bring to the table as a new head coach? I think they have too many defensive concerns. Uh, they don't have a. There's not much to offer there in the back end. They have Jackson at corner, uh, losing Keekly, which that was a crazy retirement just out of nowhere, you know. I, I, I think there's too many defensive concerns. I don't care how many touches Christian McCaffrey has. I just don't, I don't see them as being a team that's really going to compete in that division. Dylan, I got, I got one question for you, my guy. Who who gonna beat them Saints? Uh, themselves, not really. Um, the Saints. Are, I mean, again, it's the same thing with the Saints that that I said about Kansas City. I think you we know the team that they are. They're a double digit win team. They have it all. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't even have a lot to say about them because I, I think we know what what's gonna what they're gonna be. You're gonna get efficient quarterback play from Drew Brees. You have a outstanding backup and uh, Jameis Winston now, Taysom Hill. I mean, that guy has caught a lot of headlines. Stone, real – I got to jump in here. You know, uh, Jameis Winston was named third on the depth chart in New Orleans. I think that's a gimmick. I think that's a Sean Payton gimmick, just like Taysom Hill is. Um, I, I mean, they got weapons in it. I like the big – they have the – they have Sanders now, who's going to bolster that wide receiver core. Uh, I mean, they have a really good o- offensive line. It's like they're the whole package. There's not really anything you need to say about them. We all know about them. I think the biggest question mark on their team, they've had some trouble in the secondary, but I would say the biggest question mark on their team is Marcus Davenport. They take him first round at a UTSA. He's supposed to be this freak of nature. I mean, he, he, he is, but production-wise, it's like, where is it at? Where's the – Cam Jordan is on the other side holding it down, and they need, you know, Davenport 
if he breaks out, I would say Davenport goes double-digit sacks, you know, has some forced fumbles, you know, turn forces some turnovers, just becomes a playmaker. They could be really scary because, I mean, they've got some they've got some good pieces in the defense and offense. But really, I think the biggest thing that they're looking for is Davenport to break out. So, Stone, who wins the division? Saints. But and I think I think Tampa Bay is actually going to give them a run for their money. So the Buccaneers make the playoffs for you? Yes. Okay. I agree with you. I think this division that's most likely – well, no. It's almost tied. We're going to get to the division that I think is the most likely to get three teams in. And I got to be talking about the NFC West. And Drew's going to get a chance to fanboy over his favorite player from this year's draft class. Isn't that right, Drew? You're talking about Isaiah Simmons, sir? Damn yes, right, sir. I'm talking about Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> so we, we, we've talked, you know, two other divisions. Stone had two pretty tough divisions. This is probably the toughest division by far. Um, I, th- I think all four teams have a real shot to make the playoffs. Uh, whether you – I mean, I think two are almost a lock, and it's really just depending on if you think the other two are going to uh, squeeze in there. Um, I like Arizona over uh, Los Angeles to make the playoffs. Now, I don't know, how, depending on how you stat the other um, conferences, you, you might not have Arizona in. Uh, I have Los Angeles going 6-10. and 10. Uh, They're on hard knocks right now, so it's, like, awesome to watch them uh, and everything. And it's tough to pick against a team that's on hard knocks because it's, like, they're making them look really good. But uh, just the, the money situation with Todd Gurley and everything, I just – they put him back a couple years, I believe, and it sucks because Aaron Donald, like, watching that show and just anytime you watch him, like, that dude's a beast. He's unblockable. Um, I then have the Cardinals going 8-8 eight and eight on the season. Uh, I think they just they just extended DeAndre Hopkins. He's happy. Um, one of the best receivers in the league still. Uh, they have Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz. Their tight ends suck with Max Williams and Dan Arnold, but I've heard nothing but good things about Dan Arnold out of camp so far. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Kendrick Drake was killing it at the end of the year when he got traded. So they'll be good offensively. The The biggest question is defense. But if you know Cliff Kingsbury, he does not care about defense. Uh, and he just wants to score points. But the addition of Isaiah Simmons, like Sandy said, he was my favorite player going into the, the draft defensively. He could just do so many things. So um, I, I'm looking forward to see when he does. Uh, I think he's going to play corner, nickel, safety, or strong safety, free safety free safety in all linebacker positions. He'll be lined up everywhere. He won't come off the field. So it really comes down to Seattle and San Francisco. And looking at the looking at the schedules, I have Seattle edging out San Fran at 13 and 3 against a 12 and 4 record. Like it is so close. It'll come down. They play week 17. Uh, I believe in San Francisco this time. So it, I think it'll come down to the week 17 matchup who wins the division. I think the addition of Jamal Adams just elevates his defense back to the Legion of Boom. Um, you know, they still have Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. You add Jamal Adams. I think it's Quentin Diggs is one of their corners and Trey Flowers. And they're just they're really good. They're not as good, you know, with Richard Sherman and all those guys, but they're they're just right there. And then offensively I think Russ is the dark horse to win the MVP out of anyone this year. Um I think he's has better odds than than uh, Mr. Dak Prescott that I know Stone and Sandy love. Um, but I think Russ is really right there. The 49ers, I just, I don't, I don't believe in Jimmy G. I don't believe in the offense. Um, you know, they were able to run over everyone last year. Um, and I think their defense is going to take them a long way. Uh, the, the addition of Brandon Ayuk, though, 
uh, at the receiver position. It was awesome. Uh, I think him and Debo are really going to help this team with, with Kittle offensively when it comes to passing. They're all able to make plays when Jimmy G can only throw it five to ten yards down the field. Uh, so they've got great weapons. Raheem Mostert's awesome. But I still think Seattle edges them out, and I really, I really put it on the shoulders of Russell Wilson. I would love to have seen Leonard Fournette go to the 49ers. I don't know what their cap situation's like, but I think he would fit in at a place like that that's more run-heavy. Uh, Pookie, before we get on to your division, the NFC East, I want to ask you this. Is Kyler Murray a legitimate MVP contender this season? You know, the media will tell you yes, but I am a skeptic. I am a skeptic motherfucker of Kyler Murray. I think he suspects something stink. I don't know what it is, but that motherfucker is not going to be MVP. Mark my words, he will not. And Kyler Murray, if you're watching this, sorry, bro. Don't blame all, me. All, all I've got to say is that the last two MVP winners were both sophomores. Kyler Murray is the most likely sophomore quarterback who's starting to win the MVP. I'm not saying it's going to happen. He's going to have a, he's going to have a really uphill battle. But um, especially if his team's going eight and eight, you got to be you know one of the best teams in the league to win the MVP, but he is my favorite when it comes to just MVP candidates. When we talk about our MVP, MVP candidates, I'm going to come back at you on that one. I got you. You're, y'all are going to love my take. Oh, oh boy. Well, hey, we're talking MVP candidates, so we need to get to the division that's uh, home to one of our favorite Stone and I, Dak Prescott. We saved the best for last, and that is because of one team and one team only, the Dallas Cowboys. They get a lot of clicks. We saved them for last. Jacob Wilson, how does the NFC East look this year? So, my pick to win the NFC East is the Eagles. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I said it. You cannot, you sons of bitches. I can, I said it. I, I support you, Pookie. I support you. <laughs> Go to hell to both of you. So they drafted Jalen Ragar, addressed a suspect passing game. They have Miles Sanders, who's one of the best dual threat backs in the game. Uh, Carson Wentz, I'm thinking that he's going to have a rebound season now that he, he can be healthy. And I think their offensive line should be still mostly intact. I know they kind of pieces that they had to shut down. Uh, Doug Peterson, he, he always creates a mentally tough team. He's always uh, finds a way to win games. I know they had a couple of disappointing seasons recently, but matter of fact is, is they've made the playoffs, regardless of how hard their season was. Um, they have some holes on defense, especially on the back end, but I think that Darius Slay can address some of those issues, and uh, it, it would be interesting to see if he can help fix some of that defense. I know they have Derek Barnett. They have Fletcher Cox. They have some good defensive players uh, at their disposal. So I think that the Eagles have a good chance to win the division, but it will be narrow, not not like a runaway. Uh, your hoe will get slayed, yes, <laughs> but I I don't I don't think the Eagles are going to run away with the division. Um, on to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is not an MVP candidate. Kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he will throw for 4,000 yards and at least 30 touchdowns. And they have an elite offensive line, an elite defensive line. You know, they have Zach Martin, Tyron Smith um, on defense. They have Demarcus Lawrence. And then they are getting a rejuvenated Randy Gregory to play on the opposite side of, uh, 
Demarcus Lawrence. They have my favorite one-two punch at linebacker in the league, Leighton Vander Ash and Jalen Smith. Um, they they lost some guys. They lost Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, and Jeff Heath, all contributors on their defense. So I'm curious to see how how much they can come back from losing that many starters on on that side of the ball. That could be what decides their playoff fate or not, because we already know what we're going to get with Dak Prescott, Zeke, and Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Those guys are going to produce. They had the number one offense in the league last year. But their defense has the chance to be elite, but that's if they stay healthy and can replace those guys. Um, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy could provide the experience needed to spark this team back to the postseason. I think that Mike McCarthy is a very underrated coach. He outcoached Mike Tomlin and my Steelers back in 2010 in the Super Bowl. Still salty about that. But I think that he can at least take this team to a wild card spot if if there's one available, depending on how the NFC West turns out. Um, the Giants, interesting hold up, Pookie, team. Hold up. You're going to talk Cowboys skill players and not include uh, C.D. Lamb? Oh, Yeah. Well, I think that C.D. Lamb, he's too much of an unknown right now. We know that he's fast. We know that he's – and he's not the fastest, by the way. I think – what was his 40, like a 4.59? I think that was it. You said that, but you mentioned Jalen Rieger. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right, man. They're bone-dry receiver. They're trying to trade Alshon Jeffrey. But – all right, since you brought up CeeDee Lamb, I'll, I'll address the CeeDee Lamb issue. I, I like CeeDee Lamb coming out of Oklahoma. But I thought that some of the other receivers would be better than him in this class. And, you know, there could be some disappointments whenever it comes to CeeDee Lamb just because of how is he going to adjust to the speed of the game in the league. He had no problem with that in college, but we'll see how that works in the NFL. I think that that makes the Cowboys passing attack dynamic. They could be the number one offense again, but still, I'm still picking the Eagles. With the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones is a sleeper for a prolific breakout season. Uh, and they have Saquon Barkley behind them, and this offense can be dynamic. The Giants, they picked two tackles in the first 100 picks. So they, they address their offensive line. They're trying to get Jay, um, Byron, <coughs> Daniel Jones some protection in order to let him go down the field in the passing game and also to address the the running game issues that they had uh, with Saquon Barkley not being as healthy last year. I think that Saquon Barkley could be uh, a huge, huge, huge reason why that they give the, the Eagles or the Cowboys a push in some of their games. They might even split the series with them. Um. They shored up their offensive line for the next five to ten years. They drafted Xavier McKinney at safety. He's an excellent safety. I think that he'll make a big difference coming out of Alabama. And they added Leonard Williams in free agency. It might have been trade or might have been free agency. Uh, But that's another building block piece of their defense. Uh, I know Leonard Williams didn't have the career that some people thought he did, but he was still a high draft pick and can produce to some extent. don't be surprised if the Giants make the playoffs in the next year. Not this year, but next year. And the Redskins. Um, Uh-oh. Whoa. R-word. Whoa. 
still going to call them the Redskins. I'm going to call them the Redskins. Is that okay? Call them okay? the, the Haskins. All right, the four. Oh. The Foreskins, uh, this is a make-or-break year for Dwayne Haskins. I wouldn't even be surprised if Alex Smith took his job halfway through the season just because I think that there are going to be a huge learning curve under Ron Rivera. Um, Terry McLaurin is going to be a star, and the teacher, the team has several high draft picks all, all on the front seven, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, and Chase Young. And Ron Rivera, you can't count him out, but he's going to have to squeeze success out of a team with a lot of less than stellar draft picks. And they they just released Adrian Peterson. Darius Geis, his future's up in the air as to what he can do or uh, how, how far he can take that team. Uh, like I said, look for Alex Smith to be starting by week eight. Oh man, Whoa. we Whoa. love that. We love that, Drew, don't we? We love Alex Smith starting for the Washington football team. Sir, not, not to mention JD McKissick, an Arkansas State guy, maybe taking over the helm there, running back position for the Washington football team. So, Pookie, you think the Eagles will win the division? You think the Giants will contend? Um, do the Cowboys make the playoffs? In your opinion, I want to say yes, but. It's really like you're going to have to look hard at the Los Angeles Rams. You're going to have to look hard at Arizona because, you know, either Seattle or San Francisco is going to get one of those wild card spots and the other one's going to win the division. And truth be told, with Tampa Bay, uh, Minnesota, there's other teams that could take that spot. But Dallas, I, I have to say this is the biggest up-in-the-air division in the league. It's not like I can definitively say, yeah, it's the Eagles are the clear front runner. I'm just predicting that because I, I believe in Doug Peterson as a head coach over Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I actually do like your reasons, Pookie. And that tight end stable they got is sexy with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I, I, I do like the Eagles, and I do like Carson Wentz to bounce back this year. Jason Peters moving back to left tackle coming out of retirement. It'll be a very interesting division for sure. One interesting thing to watch out for with the Cowboys is with Watson and Mahomes signing those big deals, Watson, uh, Dak Prescott's price just went up a little bit. Now, whether you agree with that or not is for another day, but the market price has increased. And be on the lookout for Dak Prescott having a big year. And then Jerry Jones telling Mike McCarthy to pump the brakes. We don't want those numbers going up too big or his price will increase. We got to try to keep this down or something. Or maybe you try to milk all the all the juice out of, Dak Prescott while you can and then let him walk in free agency. I don't know, but it'll be an interesting year. So that will do it for our division breakdown, our predictions for this season. We're going to move straight to our Super Bowl predictions because Drew wants them, wants us to get us out of the way. Um, and we're going to embarrass ourselves here. So I'll go first. Like I said, um, repeats in the NFL are very rare. However, as Stone said, the Kansas City Chiefs have not lost a lot from last year's team. You still have the best player in the league. Um, in the AFC, I think the biggest contenders to the Chiefs would be the Ravens and, man, probably the Colts. And even then, I don't think it'll be that much. I, for whatever reason, I do think the Ravens have a sophomore slump with Lamar Jackson. So I'm, th I'm throwing the Chiefs in there in the AFC. Um, in the NFC, 
for whatever reason, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my fellow North Rock guy, Jerry Jones. I think the Dallas Cowboys make the Super Bowl. That being said, on paper, why would I bet against the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to win Super Bowl 55 and repeat as Super Bowl champions. Stone, I go to you next. Well, Sandy, that is an interesting pick you have made because my pick is the exact same. I'm right there with you because I just – okay, we saw the dominance from Tom Brady, and I know it's that's, like, unheard of. And But Pat Mahomes' skill is unheard of. That man the, – after watching the playoffs last year and they do all the comebacks and everything, like, that was incredible, and that's not going to happen again. Because their team, they're, they're not going to be down. It's just not going to happen. They have a better running back. They're, I think they're, they'll, I think they'll just be better. They, they're basically playing with two rookies at wide receiver with Hardman and uh, Robinson. So it's like they have, they have way more. They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of guys that Mahomes trusts. They have a lot of fast guys. I think they are, without a doubt, their defense is going to be good enough. They'll be fine. They'll, they're without a doubt, in my mind, winning the AFC, making it to the Super Bowl. Now, to go to my Cowboys. Okay. I know that Cowboys fans say this every year. I get it. I, I understand. I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I, I Honestly, I don't like a lot of Cowboys fans. They're unrealistic, and uh, their opinions suck. But this year it's different. Dak Prescott – Contract year, three great wide receivers, Zeke, a good offensive line, a comparable defense. This is the year that Dak takes the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. And I'm sorry, Pat Mahomes, you have a better playoff run maybe, but you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be the Cowboys. Luke, yeah, I know you're hurting. As a Steelers fan especially, I know you're hurting sitting back listening to these, these Cowboy homers talk. Uh, I go to you next. Your Super Bowl prediction for Super Bowl 55. Are we doing MVP after this? Uh, we'll probably get to it. In fact, actually, for those of you listening who do not follow us on Twitter, I would follow us on Twitter because we will be putting out individual videos talking about our MVP predictions. In fact, Drew's already got a few of those locked and loaded for TikTok, and they will be uploaded soon, but – Stay tuned for those. We will be doing MVPs eventually, Pookie, but I need to hear your Super Bowl prediction for this year. All right, so I have the Chiefs out of the AFC. I know how original. Um, I think that they're the class of the conference. Pat Mahomes, best football player on the planet, aside from maybe Aaron Donald, and still that's, that's a big if, too, because he's spectacular. And then I have the Saints making the Super Bowl. Drew Brees, I think, you know, maybe the last year of his career, he wants to go out with a bang. And I have the Saints beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I love it. I love it. I mean, if I wasn't going to pick the Cowboys, I might go with the Saints. Uh, TBH, like I was talking about with repeating, I think the 49ers are still the better team in the NFC. Drew makes a point with Earl Thomas going there now. Legion of Boom 
I'm not sure, but I, for whatever reason, Jamal I love the Saints. Adams. I love Sean Payton. Yeah, Earl Thomas is off with his brother somewhere doing the Eskimo Brothers 2.0. It's definitely Jamal Adams going to the Seahawks. <laughs> Drew, wrap it up for me. You got a bunch of Cowboys homers. You got a bunch of boys talking to Chiefs. Do you have the Kansas City Chiefs representing the AFC in the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, I mean, like you guys already said, it's tough to not pick them. They're, they're in a league of their own out in the AFC. Um, it's really a battle for, for second place. I do think the Colts could potentially make a run at the AFC championship, but I really think anyone AFC championship is where the run ends. Chiefs take it home. Uh, obviously if injuries don't play effect to the Chiefs, but out in the NFC, this is where it gets interesting. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm on the Russ, Russell Wilson. Cause I've got this, I've got Seattle winning the whole thing actually. Um, I think the simple fact of Pete Carroll's ability to, to coach this team um, and then just the overall – I think Russ is the, the second-best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, it's as simple as that, and I think that leads them to Super Bowl. They're going to go through a gauntlet in the regular season. It's going to prepare them for the gauntlet they're going to have to go through in the, in the playoffs. Um, I see them having to face the 49ers a third time to probably make it to the Super Bowl. But I also – I also think, watch out, the Niners could have a sophomore, or a Super Bowl slump and they could potentially barely squeak into the playoffs. It is a bold take of mine. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a gauntlet out in the NFC. I really think any team but the Cowboys can probably make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, any other te- the Cowboys have no shot at all. They're, they're, they're not making the playoffs, Stone and Sandy. I hate to burst your bubbles. Y'all's predictions right now are going to be wrong um, from, from the start. Uh, at least Pookie and I have a chance, a real chance to make this prediction right. Drew, are you saying there's an argument to be made that Russell Wilson Jr. the third is the most important player to his team in the league? Russell Wilson has the best shot of his life to win the MVP. So yes, I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly siding with you, Sandy, on this discussion. Thank you. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's how it goes, Pookie. Embrace Russell Wilson. And that'll do it for this episode of Splitting Uprights. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Splitting Ups. There we post a bunch of additional content. And it's a good way to, for you guys to interact with us on a regular basis. You know, we do a lot of things through Twitter and TikTok. And hopefully you all enjoy that content as well. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts as well.